Welcome, everybody. We are here, and it's only four days till Christmas for us. So we thought it would be a great time, Mike and I, to reflect on Christmas. This last week we talked about Christmas. We had a great time thinking about the message of Christmas through the book of Matthew. And we're having a great time in that. And so, Mike, this message that we talked about, the idea of Christmas, kind of the realistic picture of Christmas, because the first Christmas wasn't the Hallmark Christmas card. So true. But there's beauty in that, isn't there? There's an right. elegance to that. Yeah. What is that beauty and elegance? Give us the texture well, of Christmas. Well, what I love is that of all the ways the king could come, he came that way. As, as one who would have the hint of scandal kind of overshadowing his life, as one who was willing to ask two teenagers, Mary and Joseph, uh, to be publicly humiliated, to be a part of uh, the Christmas story. But the deeper thing for uh, our community this last weekend was the Me Too, the idea that God uh, can say in this really, really profound way, Me Too. When we shake our fists at him and say, you don't understand what it's like to be betrayed or what it's like to have a past or what it's like to be mocked by your family, uh, Jesus simply looks at us and says, in this very, very deep, mysterious sense, I totally get that. And so like Hebrews says, we have a sympathetic priest who advocates for us and understands our weakness. That's beautiful. So we take, which is really the beautiful word that is the title of Christmas, Emmanuel, that God That's right. is with us. And so we talked about that. And so Mike, as you think about Christmas, then what is your prayer that God would be with you this Christmas? I love, uh, for me, Christmas is always, it's, it's, it's glorious and it's always invariably disappointing. It, there, it's never, it, there's always this sense, it's and I, both I, hands, I right? can go back, absolutely, I can go back and look at journals and look, this year I'm going to do it different. And uh, every year I try to do it different, and you still go, ah, I missed it. And I don't know what the it is. And so one of the things I've learned to do as I've gotten older, and by older I mean like young still, <laughs> um, the old age is 38? Uh, yes, the ripe old age. Yeah. All right. Um, and one of the things I've learned to do is, to expect Jesus not just in the pretty, not just in the traditional, not just in the whatever holiday-ish sort of season I expect, but to see Jesus in the disappointment, okay. to see Jesus so in the missing. So how does that work? I mean, that's a, that's a great concept, and I'm sure there's lots of people who say, okay, Mike, I get that, and, and Christmas is a both end. There is a beauty and a wonder, and clearly we see that. Right. And malls try to capture that, and the Christmas yep. cards try yep. to capture that. And we want that. Right. So then, how is it that you find, give me some examples. How does that look like in your family life, in your work life, where you really do say, okay, Jesus, you showed up in this way, and I found Christmas here in this, in this difficult time. And don't spin us out. I mean, we want Christmas, you know, we still want <laughs> Don't take me so down that I can't find it. <laughs> Figgy pudding. <laughs> okay. Figgy pudding. Uh, no, I, um, my family and I work hard. We both come from broken homes. And so Christmas for us was, you know, kind of this interesting deal. So we work hard at, um, at, at, telling the story. So for instance, my, my family and I do the 12 days of Christmas. So starting on the 13th, we tell the story every night. We tell it creatively. Our kids read it. Our kids write it. Our kids color it. Sometimes they'll use uh, nativity scenes and they'll just tell the story. We read it from different translations, different children's Bibles. And the whole time we're, we're reminding ourselves of, of not only that Jesus came, but how he came and what that means for us. Second thing we do is we just immerse ourselves in all these reminders because there's this whole set of 
uh, of, it's almost like a psalter in the same way the psalms represent uh, um, a vo- giving a giving us voice to praise God and to lament. Uh, the Christmas carols give voice to this kind of awe and wonder uh, of the season, and so we immerse ourselves in, in in that. And then the last thing we do is uh, we take lots and lots of time to celebrate relationships. We Absolutely. Even if they're not all polished and put together, we celebrate relationships on a massive scale this season. So with your family, there is this celebration of the Christmas story every night for the 12 days before. Yep. Going over the story one more time. It's Jesus right. who showed up. Jesus right. who came into a broken world. That's right. And As somebody, it, not just that he came, but he came in the humblest possible Way And so, you know, it's like, ah, we want to dress up Christmas and just boast about all the good and the strong and the pretty and the tinselly. And yet he comes in this kind of unsanitized, undomesticated way where, you know, there is all sorts of family conflict during the Christmas season. There are people that are more depressed. And you just say, hey, Jesus is found there, too. Right. And so at the win- so Christmas Day, you owe the trees... You gather around, right. you open up presents, you get a couple moments after it's all done. You're sitting by yourself, you've had the meal, whatever, however your family celebrates that. Yep, figgy pudding. What is it that is the win at the end of it? You say, I, I found what I was looking for if these things happen. That's a great question. For me, um, I found it's so tied into what I do Christmas Eve. We do, we get to tell the story and sing the story to non-believers uh, and to folks that don't normally come to church. And that, the, and for me, the, the profound um, joy that comes on Christmas Day has nothing to do with the presence, but it has to do with the sense that relationally I was, I was focused on the right things, that I didn't, I didn't let busyness, I didn't let craziness rob me of blessing my children, of blessing with my, my wife, of, of trying to embody and announce the good news to people on Christmas Eve. Um, we, the, the most profound connection for me, we go visit another family. They have eight children, mm. and they know family in ways <laughs> my wife and I don't, and they're a substitute family for us because our families are both back in the Midwest. We go there Christmas night, and we stay until maybe midnight, one in the morning. Our kids are just exhausted. The night of the 25th. At the yes. end of, wow, they are exhausted. And, and we have so much fun being a part of their family. That's, that is entirely it for me. I like that. I think, and I think the idea of having what it is that you're looking for, the emotions, the feelings, and that late night, you know, by the end of the 25th, what is it that you want? Uh, because I think... What we really want is what Jesus came to give us. Right. And we do much the same thing. You know, the problem, if it's a problem, is that Christmas can't live up to the hype Never. the world makes it. Never. And I know that my That's sons so and our family, there is always the sense of, but there's something more. Right. And I think the ability to address that in mm-hmm. the days before mm-hmm. Christmas, and then uh, for us, what we do is there's gifts, and then all the, you know, just Christmas... Eve, you know, we're gone, like you're gone. I'm always away from my kids because we have the services on Christmas Eve. But the few days before Christmas Eve, reading the Christmas story, Mm -hmm. reminding them. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of the tension in the Christmas story and being able to talk about... Both sides. That's right. That there is a beauty. 
that Jesus came, but he came in a real world way. Right. And Christmas is going to come in a real world way. Yes, this year. That's right. And so you're it's gonna, not going to live up to it. That's right. So you're going to there's going to be things that you want. There's things that you're going to hope. There's things that you want from me that maybe I let you down. To totally. I say to my sons and totally. and and to the family. But then during the day, as you give it to to restate it one more time. So one thing I love to do with my family is to say, well, what are you grateful for? What is it in right. this season and this last year? And then to say in, in the real world, you know, there were some things that you really liked about this Christmas. There's some things that may be missed. Did you find Jesus? Where did Jesus show up? Right. And it's interesting because kids have a hard time with that. Yeah. And their questions are bouncing around. And I don't know that they can always answer it. But the idea that that question is there is an right. important question because in that, when I answer that question, and I guess my challenge to all of us is to say, why don't you try to answer that question this year? What is it that That's I was great. looking for? Right. What was I hoping for? Because when we do the runaway expectations… Right. We don't ever get that. That's no. not that's not the reality of Christmas. It's you know the sense that we want, but the re- the truth is there is always this great drama that's played out in Christmas. So it is, and and Christmas changed for me. I don't know, maybe five years ago, when a friend of mine said we were having this very conversation. She said, "You know what? Why don't you just not hype it up and just receive it as it comes?" So it it can come with people aren't healthy. Our roof is leaking, and literally last night I was going, "Why during Christmas?" And I, and I just remembered that comment, going, "You know, it's not, it's it doesn't matter. There's this sense that just receive it as it happens, and it's okay if it's disappointing. It's okay if there's conflict. It's okay uh, because Jesus can still be found in all of those ways. And the world is celebrating um, this most important day, the idea that Jesus came, and we don't actually even know if he, you know. Th- Obviously, December 25th, that's not when Jesus was born, right, but right. it's a day we choose to celebrate that's it. That's right. But to celebrate it every year is important to our hearts, because if we that's don't, right. it really does get back to Emmanuel. We start to get very comfortable with the idea, God is distant and far, right, right. He's not close, He doesn't care about me, He doesn't love me, mm. He's not entered into my world, my or, problems. Or, He only loves the good me. He only loves the pretend me or the religious me. He doesn't love the real thing that's broken, that has a past, that's been called names, that's been whatever. Right. And so when I embrace it and celebrate it each year, and we celebrate it as a family, and we celebrate it as a church family, it's very important to rehearse those truths and to remind ourselves that in all of the celebration where the world makes it about materialism and about giving of gifts. The giving of gifts is a good thing because I give gifts because Jesus gave to me. But but I, I'm reminded the greatest gift was that he came to me to love me. He's like me, not distant from me, so that he knows who I am. He understands me. Uh, he I don't get to say, oh, you can't understand. You can't That's understand. Right. That's right. Which is what I want to do. And I want my family to understand that they don't, you know, their tendency is going to be, well, you can't understand. It's different from That's and right. separate from. That's right. And so taking the time every year is critical. So yeah. I love singing the Christmas carols. I like telling the story to myself. Mm-hmm. So I tell it to my kids so that I, it's a reason to talk it into my own heart and to remind me of these truths. That's so good. then as we think about Christmas, Christmas Eve, what is it that you hope for in the Christmas Eve services? 
I really hope that people get a profound sense of exactly what you just talked about. It's not just a family thing, but it happens for our church too. Not only that Jesus has come, but he's come in a way uh, that, that robs us of the opportunity to shake our fist at him and say, you don't understand. He doesn't get pushed away so easily. Um, and, and the second thing is, you know, we get to highlight, we get to reframe, we get to tell the story our way. This is our story to tell. And uh, it's not Santa that night. It's not, uh, it's not the sentiment, sentimental hallmarky kind of um, be nice to people. It is the story of God drawing near. And as we talked about so much in the Jesus Hates Religion series, that's what separates this story from all the other false stories in the world, is that this is a story of not us finding God, but of God finding us, of him drawing near. And that is the story of wonder and majesty That's right. and beauty. And so the emotions that the world is going for, uh, beauty and wonder That's right. and majesty, That's right. it, the Christmas story has that. That's and right. it has it in a, in a broken world where it's reality and it's powerful and it's durable. Right. The Christmas story has lasted over 2,000 years. It's still changing people's lives. Right. And, the, and the last part of it is it's a story that people need. I have lots of friends. They don't go to church. You know, these are non-church people. They don't go to church a lot. But Christmas Eve they is a time they really do want to go to church. They, and what's interesting is they won't just show up unless they're invited. And I want to encourage you to invite your friends because what I find is people are willing to say yes during the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. And you say, look at there's all of these opportunities. I was around a couple guys, and they're going, you got a Christmas Day service? And I said, no, but we have seven Christmas Eves, you know, different places. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I like that. And obviously, he probably grew up in a different tradition where Christmas Day. But right. it didn't even work for his family. I go, you're going to get your family to church on Christmas Day? He goes, no, nah, I don't think they'd come, but I know they'd come on Christmas Eve. So he was excited to come. Yes, I love it. And so we want to invite you, first of all, and give you the opportunity to invite in a very safe way. Just know we are going to tell the good news of Jesus and invite people uh, to respond. But uh, the most important thing is, this is a story that we, I love how you say it, it's durable in the sense that it doesn't matter what season of life you find yourself in. This is one of those places, like Easter too, that we have to fight to keep it. We have to fight to keep the wonder, the awe, the mystery. Um, and we work hard to do that. So come on Christmas Eve. We're going to have awesome services, beautiful music, get to sing the Christmas carol and celebrate the good news. So give us some figgy pudding and bring us some figgy pudding and bring us some figgy pudding and bring it right, right now. now. Well, well done, Mike. Thank you. Thank you.